welcome to the Django Girls podcast. Uh, it is so good to see you again, um, you know, the third time. Um, we hope you missed us because we missed you. My name is Aisha Belo. I'm a solutions architect. I'm also a Django Girls board member and I am a previous organizer, coach and attendee. And my co-host today, Leona, is a product manager, a Jungle Girls board member, organizer, coach. Um, and we're so excited to welcome our guest today, Vicky. Uh, Vicky will be telling us all about herself in um, a little bit. But we, we feel like it's so important to hear uh, Vicky's perspective today because she brings a whole fresh perspective and experience from an attendee point of view. Um, and I'm, you know, we're just so excited to have her here today. So, uh, Vicky, welcome. Tell us about Hi. yourself. Where do you live and what you currently do? I am a front end developer for a company called Students. I am based in Manchester in the UK. Um, and I've been developing now for about two and a half years um, after career changing something completely different. So that sounds really interesting, isn't it? Because that's the, that's my next question is going to ask you. How did your story with coding and Django Girls start? So I was um, in the charity sector. So I was managing a small team and fundraising, working with um, businesses and major donors. Um, and basically, I think we just moved to Manchester and I knew that I was looking for something new, but wasn't quite sure what I wanted to do um, and tried just to keep a really, really open mind in terms of, OK, I'm in this new city. Um, what is available? Like, what, what do people do in, um, in Manchester? Like, what's the industry like here? Um, and we're starting to go to lots of events around the city when we obviously were still able to go to in-person events and they were a little less, um, I was going to say uncomfortable. Things are getting a bit more comfortable now, but like, yeah, back when they were a little bit more mainstream. Um, and most of those events were tech events. Um, Manchester's got a really thriving tech industry. Um, so the more I was going along to them, the more I was like, oh, this is great. Like, what can I get involved with? And um to be honest, initially, I think I thought I was going to go more into kind of um, project management, maybe, um, or deal kind of something more like customer focused because of my background. Um, but having just kept that really open mind, um, basically trying to go along to anything and everything, um, I saw Django Girls pop up in the advert. And I really wish I could remember that moment when I saw it. Um, but I can't, I, can't, I think I got an email about something that was happening and I was like, ah, okay, I'm going to go try this. And to be honest, at that point, I was still like, well, I'm never going to code. Um, it's really interesting. And in my line of work at the time, I was dealing with a lot of kind of developers building like new websites. And I was like, ah, I'd never really understood that like, having a conversation with a development team was always quite difficult. Um, so I was like, at least if I just like go along for the day, I'll have a better understanding of like what's behind the, every website that I use. Like that was kind of the curiosity behind it at the time. Um, and then I went along on the day and I just really enjoyed it. I had absolutely no idea what was happening for most of the day. Like, I came away with far more questions than I like went into the day. Um, but it kind of drove me to be like, what was that thing that I did? Um, so Leone, obviously you were there on the day you were you were running the event. Um, 
we built a, a very simple blog page. Um, and that kind of buzz at the end of the day when I kind of saw something on my screen was just like, oh, wow, like I did that. Okay, like what's next? What, like, okay, I want to understand what I did. Um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of how I got to where I am. Or at least got to Jungle Girls. I'm actually glad you don't remember we had a massive Wi-Fi issue in the morning. <laughs> I would have been too busy, like, coach, what is this? <laughs> How did you feel in the morning when when we started the event and just start learning from scratch to the end of the day, how you felt when you were reflecting on the whole day? Was it scary at the start? And when you met so many people who are kind of similar experience or some maybe even a little bit more advanced because we, we were trying to group people as, with similar experience as much as possible. But how, how did you feel as an attendee? Yeah, it was, it was pretty scary in the morning. In fact, one thing that I haven't said actually is that my husband, um, he's been a dev for like the last 10 years. And I was very much like every time um, he'd come home from work, I'd be like, how's your day? And he'd be like, oh, yeah, 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 like this happened. I'd be like, okay, that's fine. Like, I'm glad you had a good day. Um, I don't understand the word you're saying now. Um, and never showed any interest. And when I said I was going to go along to the Jungle Girls Day, he was like, you, what, what, what are you doing? What now? Like, you've never, ever, like, shown any interest in a line of code. And I was like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I just, I just want to go along. Like, I think it sounds really interesting. But I was definitely really scared when I turned up in the morning. Um, but at the same time, like, I guess, I'd kind of, you know, gone through like the brief description of the day with him and gone, hey, was like, does this sound all right? Do you think I can do it? Um, and everyone was really welcoming. Um, like it was a really positive space to be in. Um, I think quite a few people, like a lot of the organizers and the volunteers obviously all knew each other, um, but it didn't feel cliquey. Like it felt like, oh, okay, like I can go up and say hi to people. Um, and yeah, everyone, like the coaches and I think we get paired with mentors um, on the day so um, th that was a really big help um, and definitely didn't feel like any question was like too stupid in fact I just had no idea what was going on so like um, now I kind of probably like cringe a little bit at some of the questions that I was asking but yeah and the talks on the day were really interesting like we had lunchtime talks and I remember like being totally inspired in fact I remember there was a woman there who'd very similar to me but I, would, I wasn't to know that it was going to be like me. Um, she had gone to the previous year's event. The only, you'll probably remember whoever this was. And then she got a job in coding. And I was like, my gosh, that's really, really fast. And then like, had we been able to have an event the year after, I would have gone along also having had a, like at that time frame, having a job. So yeah, it was really weird to, to just see that happen. I need to remember who that was because we do have that pretty much after every event now organised, which I, I was very pleased. And we always have um, those sort of successful stories to come back and, you know, share the experience. And we also do this special newsletter. I don't know if you remember that and just put all the stories on there mm. and just explain how things went and all that um, in the past few years. I mean, that was the fourth, the fifth event in Manchester yeah great brilliant <laughs> I was I, I, I there was something you said Vicky that really resonated with me and that was you know being in this new place with this many people but still not feel like 
any question you asked was too small or too insignificant and just you know you know the organizing team you know putting in that effort to make sure that it feels like a very safe space for yeah. any beginner for anyone no matter how much knowledge you have or how little knowledge you have i feel like it's a huge barrier into being a developer or just you know getting into technology as a whole that many you know women non-binary folk you know feel because first of all you're already dealing with not feeling like you deserve to be there or you're going to be good enough or you're going to understand it and then Jen, most times the you know if you go to like public forums it's a little it's not a little it's re it really gets hostile right and so events like jungle girls or any of these other events where we're bringing people in a very conducive welcoming safe space where you can be who you want to be and even now decide that oh there's a future and there's a career for me you know that i hadn't even thought of you know you, you said you you were thinking about being a product um manager and then all of a sudden this opened up a whole new world of possibilities so for everyone listening think about you know what you do to welcome a beginner and just think about your actions and how you could turn away even more developers that are very diverse in many different ways um when you interact with somebody in a public forum or respond to a github sort of like uh, request like it just you know i just really wanted to like because that is a very, very key message there. Tell us about what happened after attending Django Girls then, because that's that's the bit that I'm always really interested in our attendees. They write, they come to the day, they've done something, they go away and have their, their reflection. And then after afterwards, what happened? Because we do hear some stories and I'd be interested to know how you get to where you are. I really wish it was more inspirational than it was. Um, <laughs> I feel like, I don't know, like even just finding the Django Girls event, like, you know, when something just kind of, like, you kind of go with the flow and stuff just kind of happens. And then you like look back and you go, oh yeah, like I got here. Um, and it's really interesting journey. But then at the same time, like, I just kind of feel like I was in like lots of the right places at the right time and kind of almost guided to where I ended up. Um, so basically, um, I so I left the day and I went and saw my husband and his family. They were visiting that night and I was basically not making any coherent like sentences. Like my brain was just completely mashed. My husband was so excited because I'd sent this day coding and he wanted to know about everything that I'd done. And I was like, I just can't talk about it right now. Like my brain just hurts. Um, but really, really excited. Um, so that's kind of like what happened immediately after the event. Um, and then as I say, like, I just kind of, I was like, oh, hey, I'm really interested now to like, spend a bit more time actually looking at what we did. Like, what were all these words that people just like said? Um, not that people were being really like cliquey with their language or anything, but there's obviously lots of new vocab that I just didn't understand. Um, so I started to look online at like coding um, uh, like guides and stuff um, went back through the notes from the Django Girls session that I got given I don't know if they get emailed out after the after, oh it's in the website I think it's on the, the website yeah, yeah. Um, so I went, it went back through what I'd done um, and just like had loads of questions at that time it never even occurred to me that um, 
it might be the answer to like a new career that I'd been looking for like I just enjoyed the day and just wanted to get a bit more like knowledge and um, so started doing things like Code Academy and Free Code Camp um, which like maybe lots of people who listen to this will have obviously interacted with um, and just yeah just I obviously Django Girls is Python um, I basically then because of the space where Django Girls took place the event um, I ended up on a mailing list I ended up at another event um, and after that event which was about getting women into tech that was actually organized um, by my future employer um, so they were basically putting on an event about getting women into tech and I was like oh apprenticeships hmm, interesting um, and I was 30 years old at the time um, I'd never ever considered being an apprentice certainly don't think I'd ever become an apprentice in my 30s um, and was just like well maybe I mean this is like six seven months later right after like ba basically being a bedroom coder um having got someone at home who I guess could answer my questions as well that was really useful having my husband there um I think yeah I saw this like opportunity I was like well I'll just go along I'll just go to like the interview I think I signed up after the event um, never thought I'd get it again in the right place at the right time. I was just like kind of went along for learning experience. Like what if if I wanted to be a developer, like what are they looking for in a junior? Like what would I need to do? Um, went to the first stage interview. It was nice. I, 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 I was feeling really excited about the day after that, like or the, or the role. Um, and I was like, well, you know, like don't get your hopes up. It's fine. Like. This just shows that actually you've got some excitement about this role and that's okay. Like maybe suddenly I was starting to get some answers about what I wanted to do, right? Um, so I didn't see it as a loss that I didn't get the job. I saw it as a win because I was like, okay, now this is kind of showing me the direction where I want to go. Like maybe a few days later, I got a call to say, oh, we want you back for the second interview. And I was like, oh no, oh, um, I wasn't expecting this like what does this mean I haven't made a decision like do I want to be a developer like oh my gosh like could I could I be a developer um very much like kind of having a, a small like I don't know existential crisis at that point um better uh so yeah I went along to the second one and got the job like long, very long-winded way around to get there um basically I I, I often saw myself short in the sense that I had very little coding knowledge at that point like I can't I can't deny it um but now looking back I can see some of the other things that I brought to the table so you know I'd I'd managed a team um I'd worked in a completely different industry for 10 years um but that was all experience that I could bring to the table um and the apprenticeship was a way to to tool up whilst also like offering my employer all of those other skills that um, it would have taken them years to kind of to also train up someone new and if that makes sense I don't know if that was very eloquently put but like now I kind of at the time I just felt like overwhelmingly grateful as if like I was I guess fresh out of school and had nothing to offer at all because um, everything was so new but I yeah looking back like I, I can see okay yeah I did bring some things to the table and those technical skills like I had the passion and the desire to kind of um, to build on them. So if you think um, 
going back, if you can go back in time, is there anything you would like to change to prepare you to get to where you are or to get to that point where you probably would be a little bit more confident in the interviews and I it it completely makes sense because a lot of a lot of the 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 people I've spoken to who attend Jungle Girls for example would have no experience whatsoever in coding and see Jungle Girls as the a means of testing things out so coding maybe for them or that could be a career for them but if you could go back in time and being able to change anything in in your hands what would you change what would i change by the time i kind of did jungle girls and then got the job it's probably about eight months in the end um and i'd have probably have like taken it a little bit more seriously in terms of like trying to learn I was very much in denial about, well, I'll never be a software developer because, like, look at me, like, you know, I don't, I don't want like, anything like the people and tell you when you see a developer, which is stupid because I'm married to one. Like, I know that they don't sit there in the basement all day with their hoods up, like, and don't talk to anyone. Like, I know that's not what develop, but like this sense that like, I could be a software developer, like, and my brain just wouldn't compute it. Like, it was like, no, no. So that sense of like. How do I explain it? Like not writing myself off, if that makes sense. Like I kept saying I was really open, like, you know, and keeping my mind open to new opportunities. But, but then really like, I kind of locked it down, like, or at least didn't take it seriously. Like, which is silly because I was really enjoying it. Like I, it, you know, I was the most um, passionate about that and, and kind of learning, learning to code than I had been for anything for a long time. Um, so if I just kind of taken it on that face value as opposed to saying, oh, well, you know, like it's all men who just sit in the dark doing like this crazy thing on the screen. Um, I don't know. Like, I, yeah. Then you, you, you just brought in the exact main point why Django Girls exist, because a lot of the time when we as women or non-binary or the minority group do think there is a, a set of group that do coding as their job and that's it. And that's how I end up getting involved in Jungle Girls in the first place because it is very it is very much a, an, an issue in, in the world wide world. I mean, Aisha's can probably comment on it because you're in the other side of the world, <laughs> which we are facing exactly the same issues and Jungle Girls is, is pretty much you know in in the whole world that we're trying to do exactly the same thing and that's how we you know get together from different parts of the world to, trying to promote women in tech yeah breaking those stereotypes is so important and I didn't realize that I had them in my own head um until I realized that like, I was holding myself back because I thought I didn't fit this mold that I didn't even realize I had and as I say like I shouldn't have had it because you know as I say I'm married to a software developer um and he didn't fit any of those molds but this idea of just joining this very male orientated industry um yeah I just couldn't get my head around it if I asked you to think about your experience and if you were to let's say do a talk in the next Jungle Girls or just to tell 
our listener the sort of advice or tips you would give to beginners programmers or for those who are wanting to get into the programming world I think it's really easy to do what I did right which is like totally undersell yourself and go oh well I'm so new to this and I don't know anything at all um, and it's a really humbling position to put yourself in like to go from you know running a team to being bottom of rung um, and just really relying on someone else's knowledge is really humbling and you put yourself in a very vulnerable position um, but also just recognizing like there's so much value you can add and you come in at something with completely fresh eyes like um I think sometimes we really focus on those technical skills and actually like we build software and, and good software because we are diverse and come from lots of different backgrounds um and when you know this idea of all being from the same creep or a mold like that doesn't work because as a society, we, you know, um, we are diverse and if we're building, yeah, those products that are going to really be helpful for people. Um, so I think my advice would be to, to always focus on those small wins. Like I think for the junior, it's really important um, to have a continual like positive feedback. Um, and to have someone like I was really lucky so even when I got the apprenticeship like living with a dev um, I was still very very new in my role when we went into the first lockdown and um, so I was working remote which would have been very kind of lonely and scary but I had someone to kind of just feed back and say hey like look how far you're coming because I think it's really hard to keep sight of the progress that you're making when everything is on you so definitely try and celebrate those little wins um and you know, not everyone's lucky enough to live with a dev like I was, but there's so much opportunity now online to like hook up with other new developers and to like be able to be peer support. Um, so like reach out and have that. And and when you're really struggling and you know you have those, it, it's such an emotional roller coaster. So when you're in the dips, like I don't know, write down when when it sounds really cheesy, but like when you have a success, like write it down and put it somewhere really obvious so that when you're on your down days, like you can can look back at it. Because one thing that I found like, going back to learning like I did was I emotionally, like I was really surprised by like how much it affected me when I was really struggling with something. And particularly because I was it was also like pandemic time, right? So like we were all stuck at home and like every small challenge just seemed so much bigger. So really like thinking about like, okay, like how can I pull myself out of this funk, take like a screen break um, and do something that makes you happy and then go back to it because, you know, the problem's still going to be there when you go back to it and maybe that break will have helped you like come at it from a different perspective. You may have given that answer already on my next question, but you could pick a different person in this question. Who in your journey was a source of encouragement or inspiration? Yeah, so obviously I did have a very supportive <laughs> husband at home. Um, but to be honest, like I, I was lucky in the sense that I've had quite a few like people along my journey that have like supported me and guided me and um, yeah kept me like motivated I guess like we we were paired up with a, a mentor at my my company when I, I did my um apprenticeship 
and while he wasn't technical um he wasn't a developer like his guidance was crucial in that like first stage um in fact he he was one of the ones that interviewed me um in the first round and then became my mentor and he was very very um good at reminding me of like those other reasons why they they'd hired me so like what else did I bring to the table like kept me very well rounded um some of the other juniors that I've met have been very very inspirational that I think we forget I think I've already said like peer support but for me like peer support has been the most like crucial um because I think being able to speak to people who are going through the exact same journey as you and just saying hey I'm not alone like this is normal is really like useful um so yeah lots of people are on my list thanks to all of you <laughs> i think it's really important isn't it because a lot of the time when we think well it's a software developer is only a job but it's not, it's not really a job because if you don't enjoy being a software developer you wouldn't even get into the industry and, and be there and the motivation needs to be there not only just for yourself but also the people surrounding you to to make sure that you do get up in the morning and think there's a reason to to get to work or to it's not just about getting this job and do the job I do this job because I enjoy what I'm doing what are you the most proud of then? It just sounds like you didn't really have that confidence to get into the industries in the first place, but I'm sure you've gone a very long way and there will be certain things that you can reflect to yourself and think, oh, I'm actually really proud of myself on this. I think one of the great things about the job though is that like you're continuously rewarded, or continually rewarded right? Because there's things where I'm like, oh, I just do not know what this problem is. I don't know how to solve it. Like, how am I ever going to do this? And then like three days later, I'm like, yep, cracked it, moved on. And so in terms of like what I'm most proud of, like it depends on the day that you ask me and like how emotionally invested was I in like a problem at the time. Um, but like, I don't know, being brave enough to say, hey, like my career, I'm, I want to change. Um, I think that is really brave and for all the people out there that are listening and you know thinking about taking that jump or taking that jump like I think without you know being too egotistical like just having a little pat on the back and saying hey that is an achievement in itself. I changed jobs a few months after I finished my apprenticeship. Um, I think it's really important to like recognize the things that we need to, to continually grow. Um, and I had very clear ideas of like what I wanted my next team to look like, what I wanted my next role to look like. Um, and that was really positive for me. Like, I think that idea of like having that awareness of how do I want to continue growing? Um, it's really easy, I guess. Or it would have been very easy for me to just be continuously grateful for, for allowing me to have the opportunity and to, to, to bow down and say, thank you so much because you've allowed me to, to career change. Um, but like, I guess being a bit ballsy and saying actually no I think I can go even further that leads on to a really nice one on, an, on, on my next question because I know you've been quite busy recently on all sorts of things what sort of cool projects are you working on at the moment and do you want to share with us on this on certain things that you've done recently yeah I mean in terms of personal projects 
Um, it's a little bit controversial. Like I'm still a junior and I don't really like I don't have a portfolio page or like a personal project as such. Um I think when I'm at work, like I thoroughly give myself to learning. Um and I in fact I've just moved to a house from the flat and when we were in the flat and during the pandemic our working space was our kitchen and our living room and I really found it very hard to switch off especially because there's so much as a junior that you don't know that I would be continuously like just switched on trying to like cram as much in my brain um and now we have a specific office so we work from home and I get to close the door and like have that balance and I think that balance is really important um so I don't have a project outside of work um, I try and switch off and I try and give myself to work for those eight hours. Um, but I, I started in this, with this job July last year. So that I got married two weeks later. I started a new job. I don't know why I did that to myself in the same month. Um, and I, you know, that kind of sense of like looking back and saying, oh, how far have I come? Like, I think is like what I knew back then, just in such a small space of time. And what I know now and I'm like oh my gosh like I didn't even like realize at the time like just how far I was coming and that's quite like it's quite nice um but yeah like having that balance is really important to me so yeah projects at the time but in terms of what I've been up to recently um I am very grateful for like people like you guys who um do podcasts like this to engage people and inspire people um, and one of the reasons that I got into the industry was because other people were brave enough to stand up and organize events or speak about their experiences um, so I did a, a talk recently um, which would have been my first in-person talk since the pandemic but I got COVID and had to do it um, at home everyone else was at the venue and I was just talking over, over um, Zoom um, and that was about how we best support our juniors. Um, so I haven't like, I guess, maybe taking some of the management experience from like my past career and, and thinking actually, like how can being a junior, like and having connected with so many juniors, what can we do as an industry to like best support our juniors? And part of that talk was also looking at what can we do to support our mids and our seniors working alongside juniors? Like what support do they need? Because it's not always, just because you're a more experienced developer, it doesn't mean that you're, you know, you're capable in like training someone else up. Like, I think as a team, we all need support. Um, and yes, I did that talk. I was really um, pleased when um, quite a few people reached out to me afterwards because I kind of said at the end of the talk, I've not been able to like talk to you in person. I've not been able to get feedback. Um, and a few people kind of said, you know, like you echoed what I was going through as a as a junior um or it was a really interesting point of view to listen to as a senior um yeah in terms of projects that's not necessarily the code side but I think again just recognizing other things that we can bring to the table right I mean Ruthie I feel like your story has been really um inspiring and I, I know there are people who right now are listening um, you know, they, not everyone's going to go on and organize or coach at an, at an event, but just knowing that, um, you know, you can go from, there's no way I'll be, I'll be a developer to, oh yes, I could see myself being, um, a developer. Like I'm very sure like your story is inspiring, um, you know, someone else listening who's considering going down this path. 
um, as well. Um, I think Leona, you asked all the questions. So is there, uh, you know, so how do our followers reach you? Do they um, reach out to your LinkedIn or Twitter? Are you open to like, you know, people who need advice? How? Yeah, definitely. Like if anybody wants to reach out, I think LinkedIn's the best place to do it. Um, I'm not the most, uh, I don't tweet very often. Um, so yeah, definitely reach out to me on LinkedIn. Um, and it, I think after guidance from you two about how to lead people to my LinkedIn, it, it's probably just to search me by name. Um, and then yeah, reach out to me on there. And I'm very happy to have chats with people. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on this episode. Thank you also to our listeners for listening as well. We hope you had as much fun as we did. Um, you know, to check out upcoming Jerry Girls workshops, um, how to organize or even, um, you know, how to volunteer to be a coach to be at a workshop, reach out uh, to us on hello at jangogirls.org or go to our website, www.djangogirls.org. You can also find us on Twitter at Django Girls um, as well. Um, and, you know, this was super amazing. And thank you so much uh, to everyone for listening. Bye. Bye.